0: welcome to god mom the podcast a podcast seeking to spread god's word through relationships experiences and testimonies i'm your host maya holliman daughter sister friend mom teacher leader and god mom thank you for joining me Today's episode is all about choices. The choice to speak life or the choice to to speak death. We've heard it before, life and death is in the power of the tongue. And today I just wanna explore what that means in context to relationships and the life that you live. If you like what you hear in this episode, please rate this podcast with five stars and subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening. Episodes are released on Saturday every week and can be found right now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor. If there's something that grabs your attention, a comment you'd like to make, or a question you have for me, please follow the podcast on Instagram at Godmomthepodcast and leave us a DM, leave us a comment on a post, whatever you need to do to get your word out. I am listening. If you're listening on Anchor, you can leave a voice message, and that way you can get a chance to have your comment featured on a future podcast or maybe even the next podcast coming up. I really appreciate you listening. I appreciate your time, and I hope that you enjoy this episode. All right, it's time for Honest Moment. It's the Honest Moment. <laughs> All right, honest moment is a time where I share a struggle that I have because don't we all have struggles? Today, my honest moment is I struggle with lies. And in my mind, if I may, like, because it's the honest moment, in my mind, I did not think that I lied as much as God had to reveal to me that I lied. And it wasn't about, like, it wasn't me, like, formulating a lie all the times. It was me saying that I was going to do something and then not doing it. And so the specific story that I'm thinking about is when I was getting on to my daughter about lying, and I asked her, like, do I lie to you? And she said, yes. And... Immediately I got mad because like I just said I didn't I don't think I don't I just don't be thinking to myself when I'm thinking with my especially with my daughter. I know that I've lied about other unnecessary things, but that's not what we're talking about right now. <laughs> but when I when when it comes to Aubrey, I am trying to be as honest as possible because I know that as a parent I am, like what she sees is what she'll do. It's not what I'm saying. It's what she's seeing. So if she she see ah, if she sees me lying a lot, she is going to do the same because she see me doing it. So there's things like saying that I'm gonna be at work on time and I'm not because I'm late a majority of the time, or saying that we're gonna have game night and then we don't because I'm tired because work ran over because. Whatever the case may be. So I asked her, Do I lie to you? She said, Yes. I get a little upset. I'm like, When? She tells me, Well, you say we're going to have game night, and then we don't. And in that moment, I kept trying to justify it. But the more I tried to justify it, the more it set in my spirits like, No, you were lying. <laughs> like, she's right. You were lying. And so now I'm a little bit more intentional on the time that I set for us to have game nights. So we have Tuesday game nights. I have blocked off and she knows. I know people that when they call me, text me, it's Tuesday. I'm sorry. I can't go out. It's game night. And I have to stick to that because I don't want to show my child at any time that I am lying to her. And because when I when I showed her that it's okay for me to lie, then she lies. And it I had to like sit in that moment for a while after that. And anytime that I'm literally like if I'm thinking if I'm thinking that somebody asks me a question and like that split second, I wanna say a lie, but I'm just like, you know what? Just just tell the truth. <laughs> I think about this exact moment and I just tell the truth like I say it. And it's I want to tell the truth because though when my when my baby looked at me and said, yes, I lied to her, though it kind of hurt my feelings, it's helping me to be, it's helping me to sin less. <laughs> like, it's helping me to lie less because I think about this moment where I was basically checked by my child about lying. And I always, like, we check our children, but oh, that's just going to lead into the... Thing for today, but like we check all our children. Are we, are we doing what we're asking them to do? Am I doing what I am asking my child to do? And that's my, my honest moment for today. Um, if you. <sighs> yeah. Do you want silky, smooth, and hydrated skin? Shop with Fiercely Divine for your skincare needs. You can find them on Instagram at Fiercely Divine. That's F-I-E-R-C-E-L-Y dot D-I-V-I-N-E for all of your hair and skincare needs. They have whipped body butter, which is their specialty. And their whipped body butter makes you feel like you have been dipped And butter, I mean silky smooth skin shining from afar. They also have hair oils and face oils, and we all love how our faces look. We want that glow there as well, as well as lotion candles that are divine for after a warm bath or shower after a long day. So you will not regret going to at FiercelyDivine on Instagram and looking and shopping for your hair and skincare needs. Now, grab your pen and paper or slide to your notes. It's time to start this episode. The scripture that we're going to come from is Proverbs 15 and 4. It says, A soothing tongue, speaking words um, that build up and encourage, is a tree of life. But a perverse tongue, speaking words that overwhelm and depress, crushes the spirit. And just like... um. The past few episodes, I want to start off by you know doing a little rewind. How do we even get to this point in the word to say that when I'm speaking soothing words, I am a tree of life, but when I have a perverse tongue, perverse tongue, it crushes spirits. And so, um, this scripture is a part of the Proverbs of Solomon. And a proverb is just a straight-to-the-point statement about how to make the best possible decision in regards to a particular scenario. Like, um, so Solomon's Proverbs offer godly wisdom that will help us with making choices about marriage, parenting, work, money, friends, just about anything. If we want to know how should I make this best, the best decision— we should open up Proverbs, give it a look. Wisdom is the ability to apply what you know. Rather you learn that through um, teaching, through experience, or if you just have good judgment on this situation, um, wisdom is actually applying it, acting like you know better. Uh, so in Proverbs 10, uh, the Proverbs of Solomon happens between Proverbs 10 and 22 and... I'm just going to give a brief um, overview of 10 through 15 since we are in Proverbs 15. And so Proverbs 10 um, is giving wisdom on parenting. That's what the Proverbs of Solomon starts with, giving wisdom on parenting. So if you want to dive in, I am a firm believer that our relationship with Jesus is based on what we get from God. What am I doing? What am I learning from the word of God? Not what did somebody else teach me? So in your free time, please read the Proverbs because they are super good. Proverbs 10 is about parenting. Proverbs 11 is about business. Really talking about um, integrity and how you should go about doing business. Chapter 12 is talking about how we should... um, make decisions in regards to each other. Chapter 13 is talking about making wise decisions on discipline um, because the Bible talks about how if you don't discipline, you're not acting in a way of love. And it also talks about what ways you can discipline because I feel like in the black community, the community that I grew up in, so that's the one I'm going to speak on. The black community spanking or whooping your child is or was the one way of discipline. Um, And now we are in a world where we say, like, in a a generation of people saying, like, I don't want to whoop my child because they know, like, we know that that is not the only form of discipline. But we don't know other ways to discipline our children. So we aren't really disciplining them. We're we're doing them a disservice because we aren't disciplining them because we only know I'm gonna whoop you. So if I'm not whooping you, we're not. But okay, so I said all that to say read Proverbs 13 so that you can find other ways to discipline your children so that you can know, like, I could talk to them this way, we could try this, we could try this, look on Google, whatever you need to do, because, or maybe I'll just do an episode on different ways of discipline. Discipline your child, or the ways that I discipline my child, and maybe you can, like, take that or look into other ways that other people discipline their children, um, because discipline is extremely important especially as a believer of Christ. Um, Chapter 14 talks about money and titles, like your positions um, on earth. And then chapter 15, if I had to put a title on what happens in chapter 15, I would say that it is about our choices. And specifically in chapter 14, I believe, I mean, in chapter 15, verse 4, I believe it's talking about our choice of words. And that is what I would like to focus on um, in this episode. So, again, verse chapter 15, verse 4 says, A soothing tongue. And another version said, A tongue that heals is a tree of life. And the tongue that heals speaks words that build up and encourage. And then there's the nice but, that conjunction but that means... In contrary, the opposite of that is a perverse tongue, which perverse means deliberately doing wrong. You know better, but you're not doing better. That type of tongue speaks words that overwhelm and depress and crush the spirit. It cannot give life because it is crushed it can't It can't even move outside of what's containing them that're overwhelming. Um, spirit, and so I thought it would be important. Um, I thought it would be good to start with. How can you tell if a child, if you have a child, or even an adult, um, is overwhelmed? Because maybe you can see. Am I speaking out of a soothing, healing tongue, or am I speaking out of a perverse tongue, based on how this person? in front of me is reacting. If they be, Are they becoming overwhelmed, right? If they are becoming overwhelmed, I might need to change how I'm talking to them because it may not be received in a way that is soothing to them. And so an overwhelmed child becomes angry or irritable over small things. They burst into tears for no reason. They become upset or tearful um, often. They have a difficulty relaxing. They always need to be on the move. They are restless and agitated. They are frustrated when things are not going to plan. They have difficulty falling asleep and staying asleep. And honestly, reading them, these are also ways that you can tell an adult is overwhelmed, which is how, like, why it's so important for me to to say that we have to think not. Like, when we think about conversations, it's not just with the adults that we are talking to. If you are around children, you have to talk to them with the same soothing tone, like... They need life spoken into them as well. We think like, oh, they're so lively. They have so much energy. But when you are consistently talking negatives to them, they lose that positive energy. And it's turned into anger, irritability, stress. Like children are legit stressed because of the way that their parents are talking to them. The way that people around them are talking to them. And overwhelmed adults. Um, which an overwhelmed child grows into an overwhelmed adult if things are not treated. Um, And overwhelmed adult looks like being more emotional than usual, usual, feeling overwhelmed or on edge, trouble keeping track of things, or remembering, trouble making decisions, solving problems, concentrating, getting your work done, or using alcohol or drugs to relieve your emotional stress. And so... You went from a overwhelmed child not realizing that you cry all the time. Your parents not realizing that the reason that you cry all the time is not just because you're a quote-unquote crybaby, but maybe it's because of how you're talking to them, how they were talking to you. And so now you're an overwhelmed adult and... You're always on edge because you're afraid of how people are going to talk to you. You're afraid you have problems making decisions because you're afraid of how someone is going to talk to you because the words, somebody has crushed your spirit and depressed you. So I think it is important for us to know what that perverse tongue does to a person, not just a child, but any person that you are talking to that you are in a relationship with. If they are feeling like this after they talk to you, you may need to come back to the drawing board <laughs> and see, how am I talking to this person? What is this like? And so, of course, after we talk about the things that a perverse song does, I want us to like focus on what does a healing tongue do? What does it even sound like? Because we say, like I said, we um one of the things that I think is extremely important is learning how to talk to people, learning how to talk to people and learning what is what it means to listen. I feel like we when we think about children, we don't think we have to listen to them. Maybe we feel like they don't have much to say, or they don't have, like, what could they possibly be going through? But, like, honestly, they're humans, just like I'm a human, you're a human, they're humans, so they, like, they feel things, too, and they need to know um, somebody is going to listen to me, somebody is going to um, take the time to learn more about me, and so... Before I go into the ways that we can speak life into our children with a soothing tongue, a healing tongue, I just want us to understand the importance of learning. And it's extremely important to me, and I am committed to being a lifetime learner. Um, I don't want to feel like I ever... That I've ever learned enough. I don't ever want to get to that place, um, because I know that that's where pride sits, and I just want to avoid <laughs> avoid any other way to be prideful. Uh, so there are many benefits to trying new things, and so what I want to get to what I, what I want to say before I go into the, this next part is that when I am. Um, like when you are listening to listening to the podcast, please do not take my my words as like I have to do what she's telling me to do. But if you decide like, hey, this isn't working in my home and I want to try something new, I just want you to know the benefits of trying new things, and maybe that'll give you a little bit more, uh, a little bit more help in and wanted to try new things that may be beneficial to your relationships and maybe you could give me like because i am a lifetime learner i love for people to give me feedback i love for people to tell me like hey i wish that you could have done this better um hey here's a way that you could try this because clearly i could see it's not working right and so positive benefits or benefits of trying new things number one it might be fun Maybe the way you've been trying to do it is causing you to be overwhelmed. You're stressed. You can't concentrate. Maybe if you try this new way, it may make what you're doing a little bit more fun. It may make you... um, Second thing is you may be more involved in a community, and the community is just a group of people living in the same place. It may be your house community, just your family, the people that live in your home. It may be your work community, the people you work with. It may be your family community, your friend community. Whatever the place is, it helps you be more involved in that community when you try something new, especially if you try with those people. Um, It helps you have more positive self-thoughts. If you do it right, like if it works, you're like, wow, it works, right? Like you learn something new. And it works now. You have options when it comes to whatever you may be dealing with or doing. You don't have to do it the same way. You have another way that you could do it. Um, you're also happy that you try something new because the fear can be paralyzing. It can keep you in the same place. So when you finally try something new, it can help you feel like, wow, because we can be like, if I'm thinking about, Parenting wise, I can say some things or do some things, and I could think to myself, I can be afraid to do it because I'm aff- like, what if it doesn't work? What if this isn't how it doesn't turn out the right way? And I think that we think about that in all situations when we want to try something new, like, what if it doesn't work out? But what if it doesn't? Now you just learn what doesn't work for you. And I think that we should get into a place of learning that to learn about myself. Not only do I have to know what I do like, I also have to know what I don't like. And that's the same about our children. Like we have to, we we can, we can know what our children like, but they have to be able to say what they don't like and you not get upset with them because they telling you, I don't like that. Or your friend may say, I don't like that. I've had a friend who told me, um, If I'm being honest, you know, I ain't always been saved and still making mistakes. I had a friend who once told me in college, I don't like you when you call me the B word. And for me and my sister at that time, like we would call each other and be like, B, da, 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 da. -da. So I felt like saying it to her in that same way would be, you know, it would be, she wouldn't feel any type of way, but she did not like it and she said it. And I had to take that and be like, oh, I learned that somebody did not like that. Like, what if she did not know that she did not like for people to call her that? And so I'm consistently saying it, and she's not being able to say to me, I don't like when you say that. And we, our friendship is over before it got started. We've been friends for years now, but it's because she was able to state, I do not like this. And so learning what you don't, like is also important and when you try new things you may learn what you do and do not like so think about that as well and then lastly it improves your brain function and you are um like our brain works by creating uh cells and those cells connecting to each other like being able to connect uh with each other and they build on each other, they strengthen each other. The more that we use them, the more that we try new things, we are able to connect it to something else that may work. And so um those are the four reasons that it's important for you to try new things and why it could be important for you to if you find yourself being a little more rude in certain areas, it'll be okay to say like, "You know what self?" Let's try something new. Let's try to be a little bit more kind in this because you want to be you want to experience more fun. You want to experience being involved with people who love you and have the same thoughts and uh, same thoughts and cares as you because you want to have positive self thoughts and because you want to improve your brain function. So uh, ways that you can speak life into your child. Um, There are eight of them that I wanted to go over real quick. And then it'll be the end of the episode. Um, So the first one is letting whoever you know, you're talking to know that they are not alone. They are not the only person going through what they're going through. They're not the only person feeling the way they feel. Um, It's just you are not the only person who did what you did, who said what you said. I am trying to build you up and encourage you. So please know that you are not alone. Um, supporting that person is number two. So reminding them I am your number one fan. I support you. I get why you're doing it. like I I I love you. I will always want what is best for you and this is why. So I feel like a lot of the times as a child I would be disciplined, but I did not I was not explained why it was happening. And or it would be I would be punished. And and lack that words of affirmation. Like, you are still a good person. You just made a mistake. And people, and people as well as children need to know those things. The third one is, it's okay to take a break. So in the same way that sometimes when using myself, for example, when I'm upset, I don't want to talk. I need a break. Time out. Let's take a minute. I have to give my my child those same type of breaks. I have to give people those same type of breaks. Because if I upset you, you might need time before you could talk to me again. And that's okay. And it's okay to need a break. It's okay to say, time out. I'm upset and I'm going to talk to you later. Because I don't want to say or do anything that could cause harm. I am trying to be fruitful. Okay, the next one, number four, how can I help? Sometimes people don't know how to ask for help. I, me, it's me. I'm going through this list and God is like, girl, all of these are you. <laughs> uh, I can ask for help. Like some people are not, not ask for help. Sometimes it's okay to ask, can you help? Because people don't know how to ask or they're struggling with it. They're still learning how to say, hey, I need this, especially children. Especially if the child has been in a, an environment where they have not been able to feel safe to say things, you have to build that up now. you Again, it says that it is a soothing tongue that encourages and builds. You have to now build a space for them to feel like it's okay to ask for help, okay? So um, number five is your feelings are valid. And so if they ask for help or if maybe you do have this relationship with your child where they let you know how they feel, are you letting them know that how they feel is valid? Or are you telling them, I don't care how you feel. I said, I don't care what you say. I said, then they get into this place as adults where they can't even say how they feel. Because they were never validated as children to have feelings. They could not feel any way. And so just thinking about that with adults, because we like to acknowledge, like, oh, we all had the same childhood. But when somebody cannot acknowledge their feelings, we ready to cut them off. Oh, but you said we have the same childhood. Oh, you said you knew that we didn't get to validate, we didn't get to say how we felt, but now you want to cut me off. You know that we struggle with that. So are you going to be a person who is fruitful and is going to, like, explain how you feel or let me know that my feelings is valid because I was finally able to say it? Or are you going to add to that place of I didn't get to say how I felt? All right, so... Number six is I'm here if you want to talk because maybe you don't have that. Maybe you don't have that relationship with this person that you're talking to, your child, your mother, your sister, your cousin, your ex-boyfriend, whatever the case may be. Don't go back to the ex. Maybe y'all just talking. I'm just saying if God didn't say go back, don't go back. All right. But saying that I'm here if you want to talk lets them know, like, you're just opening up the space. You're opening up the space for them to come talk to you because maybe that space has not been built yet. And if you want to, like, build it, you got to offer it. You got to offer it. Again, we said up there that maybe people don't know how to ask for help. Hey, I'm offering this space for you. If you want to come talk to me, you can. That's what Jesus do to us. He don't make us talk to him, but he does offer us the ability to talk to him, so just remembering, hey, instead of saying, "Come tell me what to what what is wrong with you," talk to me now. I'm here if you want to talk. I I can see that something is going what's wrong with you. I can see that you're not happy. I can see that you're not in the right place. I'm here if you want to talk, and maybe just maybe. They'll come soon, or maybe it'll take a while. But, like, just keep offering that space. Number seven, you've done it before. You could do it again. And when I read that one, I was like, oh, if this isn't what I need to use for Aubrey, because she'll sweep the floor and do a phenomenal job and then make a mess a week later. And I'm like, bro, I told you to clean up. I don't know why I got to keep telling you this. When I could just say, oh, thank you, Holy Spirit, because I need to check myself when I talk to her about this. But, like, hey, last week you did a really good job at sweeping the floor. Can you try that again because you kind of left a mess on the floor? That way, I'm speaking to her a way that is building her up. In the future, she's going to know that she needs to clean up after herself. Like, somebody will not be cleaning up after her. I'm doing it to... Make sure that I am leaving a space for her to grow, be better, all right? And then the last one, number eight, focus on one thing at a time. I had to learn this as a parent, as a teacher. Kids cannot do a lot of things at once. I am one of those people. I cannot multitask. I have to do one thing at a time. I am so grateful to the village that I have in Dallas, Because I cannot watch Aubrey and record my podcast at the same time. I just can't do it. She is such a... She just requires my attention. She requires the attention of whoever she is around. And I want to give it to her because I don't want her to go look for it in other places. So I have to be like, hey can you watch Aubrey because I'm about to get ready and do the podcast. Or, hey, is it okay if Aubrey stays tonight? And I know that I'm using that time to be working on the podcast or so whatever work it may be because I can I can only focus on one thing at a time. And we have to make sure that we stress that when we talk to other people. Like, hey, I noticed that you, like with Aubrey, Um, she'll be tying her shoe and I'll say, and don't forget to turn the light off. And she'll stop tying her shoe and get up to turn the light off. And I'm like, why? And then I noticed that her shoe isn't tied. And I'm like, I told you to tie your shoe. She was like, but then you told me to turn the light off. And then I'm like, oh, you really can only give... You can only do one thing at a time. So do one thing at a time. And what we focus on, first and foremost, always has to be Jesus first. And if we're focusing on Jesus Christ and who God says... He is, or what Jesus has done for us, we will. What's happening is going to happen in a in a positive way. I can't focus on Jesus and focus on the world at the same time. In the same way, I can't focus on being a good parent and. I, I what I was about to say, God told me to hush. So you know, be quiet that ain't where I told you to go. Okay. But God tells us to focus on, I mean, one thing that we can do is focus on one thing at a time. We can all benefit from that. Um, And even if like, if I'm thinking about my relationship with um, any family member or a person, and maybe we are going through some things and I noticed that it's more than one thing that is happening in our relationship that's not going well. We can't focus on all of them at the same time. Which one is causing the most distress? Which one is causing the most problems right now at this time that needs to be fixed? Let's start there and focus on that one thing at that time. So thank you for staying for those eight ways that you can speak life and um, build up and encourage your child because it says a soothing song. Is a tree of life, a tree of life, which means that I am producing, producing well when I speak well. Um, And just to bring all of that together, if you want to be more fruitful, give more life, you can start by choosing what you say. Speak words that heal, speak words that encourage, speak words that build, speak words that teach, speak words that uplift. Because what a what a great world. What a great world. Uh, Proverbs has many places where you can find the importance of choosing which words to speak and the words that will be spoken with wisdom. You start in Proverbs 10 verse 11 where it talks about um, soothing words or a righteous tongue being a fountain of life. Just... Imagine that not only is my good, my positive words a tree of life, so it produces fruit that people can eat, but it can also be a fountain of life that produces water that people can drink of, again, being a reflection of Jesus Christ. Um, verse 10, 8 through, Proverbs 10, 18-21, through, 18 through 21, verse 21 talks about um, the lips of the righteous is, the righteous feeds many but the one of a perverse mouth uh dies from lack of sense they don't know any better so they can't do any better but the righteous need, the righteous feeds many it can touch many it, it a fruit can a piece of fruit can feed many people a tree can feed many people okay verse Proverbs uh chapter 25 11 through 12 talks about wise correction Um, it's like receiving a gift of gold and the gold that they talked about was a gold ring, a gold ornament and gold apples. And so when we receive, and when I think about gold, when you think about good gold, you cherish it, you take care of it. You don't want to, you don't just throw gold, uh, uh, some gold earrings that you get. You're not just throwing them in a the jewelry box, you're taking care of them. You're putting them inside of a specific place because you want to keep them clean. When you get gold ornaments for your Christmas tree or something to hang up, you're not just throwing it inside of a box. You're carefully wrapping it up. You're taking care of it. And so when we receive wise correction, we take care of it because it's like receiving a good gift. You know, it's priceless. And lastly, heading to the New Testament in Matthew twelve thirty four. The word says, what comes from your mouth is in your heart. And speaking, standing in a realm of trees, um, a rotten tree will not produce healthy fruit. And so if I'm rotten, if I'm rotten on the inside, I cannot produce good My child won't be good, my relationships won't be good, my work won't be good because what's on the inside of me is not good. But when I focus on myself and not what somebody else may be saying or what somebody else is doing, when I'm focusing on being myself a healthy tree and I'm speaking health out outside of that, I'm producing health. My child is healthy, speaks healthy, is healthy, um, speaks up treats people healthy. My relationships are healthy. I speak to my person. I speak to my the person that I'm in a relationship with, whether it's a friendship, intimate relationship, family relationship, is healthy. We are producing fruit in each other because we are speaking out of love. And I just think that it's important that we remember to going back to Proverbs 15 and 4. To sum this all up, a soothing tongue speaks words that builds up and encourages. And it's a tree of life. But a perverse tongue speaks words that overwhelm and depress and crush spirits. And so will you be a person, will you make the choice to speak words that build up or speak words that depress others? You make that decision. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Um, If you don't take anything else from this episode, I really hope that you go read chapter 15 of Proverbs. If you would like to just have a resource on what does the Bible say about wise and foolish choices, read the entire Chapter 15 of Proverbs. Um, again, Proverbs 15 and 4 says that a soothing tongue speaks uh, words that build up and encourage. And it is a tree of life. But a perverse tongue speaks words that are overwhelming and depressed and they crush the spirit. And I believe that as we make the conscious decision to be people who speak Worse that heal and encourage that we can be, we can create a better world. Um, it Takes a Village is a quote that I heard near and dear to my heart. I believe that my village that has been created for me and around me and thank God for the people he has put around me is undefeated. Um And I would just love for everybody to feel that way. That everybody around me helps me be better and uplifts me And makes me feel seen. I have seen the positive impact of people speaking to me to build me up and to encourage me. And I just want everybody to experience that as well, just by learning what can I do to make this world better? What can I, what choices can I make to be better, to those around me to the relationships with the people around me. We need more God moms and God dads to make this village a strong village. And I would love for you to join the God mom community by subscribing to this podcast to so take a listen every Saturday, um, sharing this episode with a friend, family member, a co worker, or following us on Instagram, following the God mom community on Instagram at God mom, the podcast. It was great talking to y'all, and I can't wait to do it again next week. Peace up, A-Town, down. Down, down, down,